This is a No Fame Podcast. Hello and welcome to the No Fame Podcast. This is our second prelude session for our upcoming Starfinder series, The Vast. I should have had some kind of effect there, but I didn't. Um, this is kind of, this isn't a a traditional tabletop session. This is more of a glimpse into a character's backstory and we kind of play out a scenario that we talked about prior to this recording session. Uh, again, to highlight a moment from our character's backstory to just give a glimpse into what we're getting into uh, with our first session, which will be coming up soon, I'm sure. Uh, I'm here with uh, formerly was... Oh, I forget. Rosette? No. Rosha. 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 Formerly Rosha. Mm-hmm. Now playing someone else. <laughs> uh, it's Katie. Truly, who am I? We don't know. It's fine. <laughs> but now I guess I'll just be someone else. Yeah. 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 It's me, Mario. It's... Nope. <laughs> I don't think we can legally clear that. No, I'm so sorry. I didn't do the voice or anything. It was just a casual. Yeah. It's me. Well, yeah, Mar- I, you know, yeah, there are people named Mar- uh, Mario. I say yeah. Mario. Mario. Mm-hmm. At least you, you don't say Mario because that's a real problem for Mary, us. Mario. Mario. Super Mario. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, was I supposed to introduce myself? That was all of it. Yep, keep going. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, that was good. Actually, I think we covered everything. I think we nailed that's, it. That's what I got going for me. I am no one, and now also I'm Mario. That's not well. Uh, most of those things are true, actually. <laughs> This is the energy we bring to the prelude sessions. The last one, same oh, energy, no. I think. Mm-hmm. The last one was... I think the exact same, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Raph and I kind of both chilled each other out and also amped each other up in mm-hmm. the worst way. Yeah. In absolutely the most horrific way. No, it was great. It was all good. It was, um, it was horrifying. Speaking of Raph, uh, Raph had a great idea in the prelude where we read our horoscope before the session <laughs> would you be so kind to not google Scrake's horoscope and just... <laughs> shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up justin i told you a mom- momentous low point in my life was googling Scrake's horoscope if you think that is not going to be like the after credits portion of this episode i found i mean like i fully know what his horoscope is now and uh we will be reading it at some point okay great also uh, i found one that describes aquarius as this philosophical god i can't talk philosophical but detached and that is just like rude just like rude (laughs) it's rude to me i haven't read mine i'm gonna read it like uh fresh right now no no okay go you're All right, up. I haven't I haven't read this one either, but okay. I found a different one that described me as philosophical but detached. Uh, Again, just a root. Like, yeah. why do you have to? Like, not today, okay? Anyway, September thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Ooh, creative writing or speaking projects might take up a lot of your time today. Whoa! Oh, Okay, you could channel not only your mind but also your very being into your work. Holy shit! I mean, listen, <laughs> I don't. 
I don't believe in horoscopes, but that's wild. This is insane, and I genuinely did not read this beforehand. You'll probably be so caught up in what you're doing that you have difficulty returning to the real world when you're done. TBD, honestly. Uh, never mind. You'll probably you'll. Oh shit. Okay, hold on. Never mind. You'll probably be pleased with the results. <laughs> Great. I'm Great. sorry. What? Real, real wishy washy. Wishy washy. There. Uh, yeah. Horoscope. Okay. Uh, speaking projects. Yeah. How about that? On point. And uh, I. Sorry. Was that it? Are we? Is that? Was oh that... yeah. No. No. That was it. That was. I mean, like, if you want, I will find twelve million more for no, the okay. Aquariuses on September thirtieth. But <laughs> that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Amazing. Uh, and yeah, uh, my name is Justin Crane. I do things here at No Fame. Uh, we're currently playing uh, a D and D homebrew setting DM'd by Patrick. Uh, Silvestead, Dire Odyssey Through the Wilds. A lot of fun. But we're here for Starfinder. And uh, my horoscope, I haven't read it yet. Uh, you won't take kindly to someone you don't really trust telling you what you must do this weekend. But the fact is, they know what's going on, and you do not. So just this <laughs> once, you will have to rely on them and hope for the best. What does that mean? I don't think that applies at all, Justin. No, I don't think it. I don't think it does either. I don't that has nothing Sorry, to do fine. with my weekend. Nobody has so, told me what to do with my weekend. You haven't gotten some stranger hasn't come up to you and been like, "You have to eat the goulash." No, and then no, no, you no. did do that. I did. That's eat how goulash. it happened. Yeah, I know you did. I had some tasty goulash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're here All for right, well, our Starfinder. We're batting 50, I guess. Yeah, 50%. yeah, yeah. We're an, batting 50%. An interesting perspective into this episode, I, I feel, right? Mm, no, I, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, amazing. But maybe. I don't uh, know. Who knows? We'll truly, see. Yeah, truly. truly prob- you probably will like the result. Mm. Well, let's mm. hope. For the best, right? Here we go. Um, yeah, so this will be... Uh, do you want to talk about Scrank a little bit before we get into everything? Yeah, I probably should have done that before, and now I will do that. Scrank is a Pisces. <laughs> He's whimsical, but oversensitive. <laughs> <laughs> He's not philosophical and detached. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, uh, Scrank is, uh, uh, truly, who is Scrank? He's, he's Mario. He's, uh, this sweet Yusoki that I'll be playing for Starfighter Campaign. Uh, truly a wonderful, uh, little baby rat. Must protect Scrank. Yeah. Um, comes, uh, well, I guess we'll, like, indulge in his backstory here. Um, but uh, I guess I don't know. I'm so bad at this. Hey, what no, I have to great. say about him? No, for, for good, sure. Well, good well, times here for the shenanigans yeah. and causing mischief and just full of that like sweet, lively energy. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's it. That is mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <Thanks>. um, <laughs> I did a great job, didn't I? Nailed it. Uh, and we'll, that character. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll learn more about Scrank uh, with this prelude. And when we get into the series, of course, uh, lots of uh, 
lots of deep dives there. Yeah, maybe I'll get better at describing Skrank as we move along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. That totally tracks yeah, yeah. as we, we live and learn. I could have said that Skrink is a technomancer. I could have put that in. That information would have been helpful to slide in there. I'm sitting here like, I don't know what's interesting about Skrink. He's got a greasy smell. What else do you want to know the, about Oh, him? the greasy smell. Yeah, just covered the in greasy grease. Smell. Just a rat. He's a sweet mischievous baby rat who's covered in grease all the time and when Skrink gets upset he does channel a heat ray and that's what Skrink does yeah 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 I'm like you can't just you just can't control him no uncontrollable (laughs) uncontrollable rat baby (laughs) um amazing orbiting the sun between Akitan and the Adari world ship lies Versees, a highly civilized world and a cultural hub forever at the forefront of social and technological progress. Versees is a tidally locked world with the same side always facing the sun. It lacks a day-night cycle of most other packed worlds. Instead, the side known as Fulbright is constantly scorched by the never-setting sun, while Darkseid is trapped in an eternal frozen night. We find ourselves somewhere in the middle, a temperate zone where the skies are cast in permanent pinks and orange hues, locked in an everlasting sunset. Our view shoots past sleek skyscrapers and rooftop gardens where all manner of folk are relaxing and taking in views, We continue as we weave in between community block towers, in between coiled and winding monuments, and take a deep dive into the bowels of the city below, into the workaday gloomy slums where the slanted sunlight never seems to reach. We shoot back up towards the light as small passenger ships zoom by us and a bullet train rockets across tracks that span off beyond sight. We follow one said bullet train as it heads out of Kuvakara, one of the main cities of Versys. Lush, dense forests rest quietly outside of the technological wonder, adorned with high mountains giving views of both Fulbright and Darkseid. Nestled at the base of a mountain, not too far outside of the city, lies an orphanage. This orphanage, however, is unlike most you come across. This is an Abadar Corporation-sponsored orphanage. Youths that find themselves here tend to live within the orphanage until it's time to move on and become a full member of the Abadar Corp family. And this particular Abadar Corporation-sponsored orphanage just so happens to exclusively house the youth of the Isoki species, the smaller stature rat folk of the Pact Worlds. One Isoki youth in particular sits on their bed in a shared room, gazing out their window across a large body of water, A winding path surrounds this lake, and in the distance you can see some adults watching as other Isoki youth kind of play nearby. Uh, Would you like to describe Skrank uh, as he sits sits on the bed and what what he might be up to and what he might be thinking? 
Yeah. So, uh, you see Skrank on this. He's completely dwarfed by this twin size mattress. He's so little. Um, Skrank is just sitting on the edge of the bed, feet dangling off the side, kind of kicking back and forth because Skrank doesn't really sit still very well. And you see it, Skrank, um, He's got a little, uh, uh, little glasses that he uh, doesn't really need, but sometimes he wears them because he found them once, and he likes to polish them because it's something to do with his hands. And um, he's wearing uh, little uh, pants that actually were made for a stuffed animal from one of the other kids but they fit Skrank, <laughs> and so Skrank wears them, and they're tied on with a little piece of twine around the belt loops, because they're still just a little bit too big. Skrank truly is very small. <laughs> I mean, the, the Isoki grow full adults are about three feet, maybe four feet at the tallest, and uh, yeah, yeah, so like a little, a little child's got to be like a yeah. foot. You know? Teddy bear size, yeah. honestly. So Skrank is teddy bear size. So small. <laughs> Just so small. Um, just perfect for like hugs and cuddles, but you don't want to get anywhere near hugging and cuddling Scrag because he is very dirty. His <laughs> nose is just like covered in like soot. He's been sniffing around in everywhere. Um, his paws, he doesn't clean under his nails. His paws are very dirty. Um, and when he goes to like polish these glasses that again, way too big for him, he does not need them, but he is polishing them. When he goes to like rub them, he's really just rubbing dirt all over the lenses so that he never can clean. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that in a, in a major way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and your poor glasses. Yeah. So he likes to, he's sitting on the edge of the bed, feet dangling. He's like intermittently like polishing the glasses and like looking up through them and holding them up to his little eyes and uh, trying to look at his collection of trinkets that he's got and see if he can like, if he can see anything different when he's looking through these big glasses and then just mm, looking at him and then looking up through the glasses and then looking down at him. Uh, and just, just, admiring his treasures <laughs> yeah. he's collected mm-hmm. your door hisses as it slides open with a small buzzing accompaniment two other small isoki peek their head around the corner a, a sheepish soft looking red furred isoki with uh, also large circular glasses that are kind of sliding down their little snoot and they kind of push them back up and they slowly start sliding down their snoot again and a a much larger isoki with a bit of a stern look on their face whose gray fur looks like parts haven't quite grown in these are your dear friends Dupot's nib and patchy gask my, my my dear friends. Your dear truly. friends. Dupots uh, speaks up. Hey, grandkid, uh, were we going to see if we could reprogram the display devices again to tap into those weird dream station commercials? Or and Patchy speaks up. I was gonna push over a cleaning bot as a distraction or something. And that's uh that's fine by me i guess guys if if we want to do that now that's an okay thing for us to go do you want to go do that right now and Skrink is like still kind of focused on like looking at his little trinket pile and then 
polishing the glasses. It's not. It doesn't do anything. It's very dirty, and he's just gonna put him down. And yeah, pot, I guess do, that sounds like fun. Dupots comes in and sits on the like the other bed that's in the shared room, and is just like, uh, "What are you? What are you doing? What are you? Are you just sitting in here?" <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I was just kind of, look, I found these, like, I found, I found this. Isn't this, these are bigger glasses, and I was going to see if I could look through them so I could see better at all my stuff. Do you need glasses? I don't think so. (laughs) But, I don't know, do I? I found them. Isn't that cool? I mean, that's, that's cool. Maybe, uh, maybe someone dropped them. Finders keepers. That's mm. great. <laughs> That's what I said again. <laughs> What's what? Sorry. What is the thing that you want to do? You want to? Uh, we're bored. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah, it's boring. I get that. I agree entirely. <sighs> you wanna? You wanna? You wanna go mess some stuff up? <laughs> you see, Patchy like. <laughs> Hits his fists together, like, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Patchy, we can't... Uh, we what? can't do, like, overt harm. I'm it's not... not... We're not going to harm anyone. I was going to push over a cleaning bot as, like, a distraction, and then you, uh, you two would do your whatever things you guys tend to get into wires and computers and things, and I don't really get yeah. it, but... I mean, you know, it might be nice, Patchy. Look, I'm just trying to tell you, you got more value than just pushing over cleaning bots. You're a smart guy. You're smart, Patchy. I'm fine. I'm fine with where I am. Patchy, like, always has this (laughs) stern look that, you know, Patchy has, like, one mode of, of operation, and that's just what you're seeing right now. Uh, they're, Mm -hmm. Patchy is, older than most of the Isoki youth that are at this uh, Abadara Corporation-sponsored orphanage. Uh, nearing the age that normally you would kind of, uh, you know, graduate and be assimilated into the Abadara Corporation family, as they put it. Uh, but uh, it just hasn't come around for Patchy, and he's been happily kind of hanging out with you and Dupots, uh, doing shenanigans. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Patchy always has that kind of gruff, stern look uh, on his face. Um, I think uh, Scrank is gonna kind of just Patchy. You know, if. I just, you you just bring about a lot of value is all I'm trying to say. You can be more than just the pusher, the distraction creator, right? And, you know, one day you're going to have to be, right? So you want to try to do the computer stuff this time when we Dupont go my stuff speaks up? up. Last time Patchy did a computer thing, uh, he just punched a hole in the screen. So I don't know if that's... That- was valuable. It was valuable. That's Dupont. kind of the same thing he does by pushing over a cleaning robot, though. So no, but it's good to learn. It's good for all of us to learn together. I just like, I, I'm fine pushing things over. Oh. 
I try to bring so- something fresh to this group sometimes. I don't know why I try. Dupont's All right, like, let's no, go we, cosmic We gem. appreciate it. Uh, you're the... I, yeah, see, I get it. It's fine. I'm the charisma, right? Is yeah. that what you are going to say? You're the charisma. You're the face person of the group. The face of the group. Yeah, it's yeah. this uh, just great kind of like rubs his little dirty nose. <laughs> so <laughs> greasy. Dirty yeah. little nose. So greasy. <laughs> and then just like takes this nose grease and just loves it back in his hair <laughs> and just slicks it all back and is like, absolutely, I'm the face of the operation. Puts the glasses on and is like, this is, this is it. This is it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all leave the room and tss, uh, the door kind of closes behind uh, you wander the halls as you see uh, it's, it's kind of a larger facility there's a lot of offshoot rooms there's like you know a place to go where everyone uh, goes to have their meals uh, and places where you go to learn classrooms and stuff like that it's all kind of built into this one facility uh, but you're kind of in a wing now where all the bedrooms are located. And you're kind of wandering down the hallway. And you see uh, someone you're f- very familiar with seeing. Uh, this is Nolat Ver- uh, Vernvon. This is a Vesk custodian of the orphanage. The Vesk are a very large lizard-like folk. Uh, lizard-like species of the Pact Worlds. Uh, they've got kind of a a very colorful history with the pact worlds uh and maybe we went into this with the last prelude but the vesk come from a completely different galaxy uh they had waged war with the pact worlds way back when uh but things you know a few hundred years have gone by and things have settled down and uh, the vesk uh, a lot of vesk found their way to the pact worlds to live their own lives uh and you see Nolad is just kind of like mopping a section of the floor and then you see like he walks away and you see like a little cleaning droid go back over the part that he mopped and he mops another section of the floor. But he's got a very, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't say much. He doesn't really interact much. He looks incredibly menacing, especially for, you know, when you're young and anybody that's tall and large, you're like, that person is terrifying. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, that's uh, the kind of vibe that uh, Nolat gives off. Uh, you guys kind of wander by. And once you get out of earshot, Dupots is like, I heard, um, I heard he eats, I heard he eats Isoki that act up. Oh, Dupot. That's what I heard. I heard he eats people. Who told you that? Patchy. Patchy's like, I heard. I I, I heard it. (laughs) You guys, there's no way he eats Pete. There's no way he eats us. Who has been eaten? Okay? There's... We have all... We are... No one has been eaten by Nolat. Like, he's harmless. Yeah, he's scary and whatever, but he's harmless, right? He's just, like, you know, mopping around. And he's it's... certainly not the face of the operation. Gestures to himself, rubs grease <laughs> into hair. But, you... you know. Yeah, but your bad. other bed has been empty for a while. Where did that person, where did that Isoki go? I don't even remember their name oh. anymore. Uh, huh. Yeah, I just it, they graduated, right? They or they moved up. I'm, 
they I moved guess on, right? Nobody's graduated in a little while, though. Patches the guy. I was, I was supposed to graduate, and I just here. I'm still here. Uh, mm. uh, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I still. <laughs> I'm happy. Stern face. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> Patchy. Yeah, you sure look happy all the time. Mm. We're all glad you're still here. We're all very glad you're still here, Patchy. Honestly, I'm glad you're here, Patchy. Mm. Well, thanks. Uh, I'm glad I'm here too. Thanks. Grief. Okay, come on. Let's not get eaten by Nolat. I yeah, know. let's let's He's, go. Doesn't eat anybody. Uh, kind of, you get into the main thoroughfare and you hear the very, it's kind of empty. Everyone's kind of outside. They're all kind of like playing around, doing their own thing. And you hear like the, uh, of like sharp heels in an open on like a, you know, a hard surface floor. Uh, you see, uh, both say Teosi, a Kesatha, uh, Oh god! <laughs> I always like. There's so many weird, weird uh, species names. But uh, you see both say Teosi, which is uh, the Kasatha Abadar Corporation employee who is walking with the master of the orphanage, Teacher Quelch, uh, who is mm. a Demea Lashunta. Uh, the Kasatha, so say Teosi, uh, the Kasatha, they're the four-armed, four-limbed species, or no, four-armed is correct, I guess, uh, species of the Pact Worlds. Um, one of the more, uh, for our human perspective, one of the more alien-like, uh, they've got kind of like elongated skulls. Their skin is usually like this dark grayish color. Um Oh, uh, and uh, yeah, I should have said too, sorry, that uh, no lad is dressed in like this, like kind of dusky orange, uh, you know, janitor's suit uh, with a little Abadar triangle corporation uh, on his on his uh, breast pocket. And um, say Teosi, again, the uh, four-armed Kasatha always has like at least three of these like terminals uh, and they're fourth uh, hand is just like clicking away at things on the three terminals as they're like walking down the hallway uh, and teacher quelch is kind of just like one terminal hand kind of like inspecting the building as uh, as they walk through they seem to be having you overhear uh, a brief discussion a brief discussion about how the orphanage is somehow losing funds and what they could possibly do to bring in profit you hear say suggest uh i didn't think about that name until right now you hear say suggest the older uh that the older isoki children are pushed towards the ice mines there's a lot of money to be made providing large slabs of ice that'll be converted into drinkable water for the populace of verses uh you, you look at patchy and he kind of like somehow frowns a little more when he hears this and Dupont's looks up I don't think you're gonna go to the ice mines Patchy I don't want to go to the ice mines Hmm. we'll make sure you don't go to the ice mines Patchy I'll make sure you don't go to the ice mines Patchy they're not for us sounds cold (laughs) it does sound cold (laughs) try to keep them quiet in case there's anything else to overhear about this conversation and also so that we don't get like super noticed by Quelch or say uh, 
just looking like we were minding our own business and uh <laughs> They seem very like they they're having this conversation. And again, uh, say is like uh, clicking on three different screens uh, all at once. And uh, yeah, they're just not even really hiding the conversation. They're kind of just like in business mode, walking down towards Mm -hmm. like their offices. Uh, They figured the Isoki don't really care about what they're talking about, I guess. Okay, can I uh, like scurry up to the <laughs> to like where the screens are and try to get like a closer look at what says like clicking on or if there's anything if I see anything about the ice mines or anything like that? Yeah, um, for sure. You uh, well, what do you think? How do you think Scrank gets closer? Because again, we're not rolling. This is a in the past. This is a memory for Scrank. So what do you mm-hmm. think Scrank does to kind of Dupots looks at you. Is this is this a new plan? Is this what are we doing this? Just hang out, guys. Just hang out. Just leave it up to the I face can, of the operation. I can push over a cleaning bot. Stop. <laughs> Pushes <laughs> over a cleaning bot. <laughs> you know what? If you want to push over a cleaning bot. <laughs> okay. Okay, Badgie. Okay, All right. I know. We have a quota we have to meet. That's fine. I, uh, Scrank is, Scrank's full of confidence. He's a, you know, sweet little eight-year-old rat babies <laughs> go right uh, uh he's taking his glasses he's walking around he's just walking by like like everything is hunky-dory and he's not up to nothing not up to no good <laughs> uh, certainly and just looking through his glasses just looking around so sweet so innocent and he's so short then it's you know no one's really gonna pay attention so short it's truly the short teddy bear sized <laughs> Heading their size. <laughs> and uh, the Kasatha and the Demaya Lashunta, Lashunta, sorry, are another species. Uh, they've got like kind of like this sort of patchy tone to their skin, or pa- patchy look to their skin where it's a mix of different colors, usually in a, a similar kind of um, palette. Uh, but uh, Teacher Quelch has like black hair that's tied back and like very sharp glasses like resting on their face uh they shouldn't have little like little tendrils coming off their uh, what's the word i'm looking for yeah little like antenna antenna thank you little antenna that come off their forehead uh there are two types of lashunta uh usually it's either um the kind of shorter stouter like kind of more uh buff lashunta or this kind of sleeker taller lashunta and that is where teacher quelch falls in uh dressed in a sharp black suit with like this dusky orange trim to kind of represent the colors of abadar corp and of course uh uh say teosi is in this like very vibrant like over the top suit uh just like sharp vibrant orange that's like almost blinding to uh again to represent the company uh and the interior here is all like kind of dark cobaltish dusky metals and stuff like that it's not like the most uh it's not the coziest interior and these orphanages are kind of built off somewhere else and dropped in a shuttle and they kind of land where they land and that's where they set it up um Mm -hmm. but yeah they're they're kind of deep in discussion you see uh actually lay down one of their terminals as their um just like 
again, now they're like two hands are working on one terminal and uh, teacher Quelch is like looking off into the other direction, like pointing out like, maybe, maybe we can reformat this to be another room and bring in some more. I mean, there's a lot of Isoki here. I mean, the there's a lot of wayward children in the in the city so in Kuvakara so I mean we could expand Saitos he's like well yes I guess we could expand but I mean we've you know we've got to kind of stick with what this facility was created for what's Skrank doing in this moment uh Skrank is just you know uh uh, he's, uh, Skrink's been, you know, just like walking past, kicking his heels, polishing those glasses a little bit. Oh, he's gonna put those glasses right back on his, around his big little ears. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he's gonna take off his handkerchief. He's got a little handkerchief around his neck. He's gonna take his little handkerchief. It's honestly, it's not a handkerchief. It's a square <laughs> from a handkerchief. It's right. cut from a, it's a tiny <laughs> handkerchief out of another <laughs> handkerchief. <laughs> and he's gonna take it off of his neck and, and uh, he's gonna just like he's gonna uh, just like dust just uh, flop out a little bit, just like a you know like bumbling around a little bit, truly just being the most like charismatic little baby. But also, no one know it's fine. No one's gonna notice. Just like the little rat baby, <laughs> and he's just doing whatever he can to occupy himself, uh, very like nonchalantly, while being able to like over in the vicinity of being able to overhear this. And also while he's doing this, he's just gonna like sniff just a little bit. Just like, does he smell anything weird? Um, oh yeah, that's so fun actually, because uh, do you want to describe that ability that Skrank has? Oh, heck yes I do. <laughs> Skrank has the coolest little abilities. Hold yeah. on, let me open it up on my thingy doodle it is pretty cool traits and benefits yeah so i switched out a few of these but first Skrink, i wanted to give him blind sense uh which is uh which means that Skrink can detect faint odors and tastes granting them blind sense for scent with a range of 30 feet so normally you still have dark vision and uh, i just felt like i don't know Skrink's got a little nose Skrink's got a big little nose on him he's constantly <laughs> big, sniffing big with a little sniffer. nose <laughs> <laughs> He's got such a big little nose on him. It is actually, compared to other Yosoki noses, it is like a button nose. It's like adorable. It's like a <laughs> sweet little boop. Uh, not nearly as long as I'm going to do pause. I mean, but... Is, and that's why he's truly, that's why Skrank is the face of the operation. His sweet <laughs> little button nose. <laughs> uh, you, Skrank uses his little button nose. You look down as you get closer and closer to say Teosi and teacher Quelch, uh, <laughs> is pushed over another cleaning drone and Dupots is kind of like, has pushed out like one of the wall terminals and is like messing with some wires behind, uh, you know, they wanted to get up to sh some shenanigans too. But they can't sit still. Dupots is getting into shenanigans all the time. You no, were like, none of us sit still. Yeah. You were like, sit still. And they're like, no, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, you see them doing their thing <laughs> as you approach in a casual kind of fashion, but you see the terminal resting on just like a small desk or a small like, you know, table that's just in uh, between two chairs. Um, you smell the scent of, which is a common scent here, but in a more maybe condensed version, in a more... 
You smell fear, but a very specific fear. You smell the fear that Isoki emits to let fellow Isoki know that there's something that they should be afraid of. I'm going to immediately turn around to Dupots and Patchy and make sure they're okay. Yeah, they're still... They're fine. Yeah. Uh, Do they notice anything's happening? Patchy's like shoving a cleaning drill. He's just pushing it down the corridor just. now. I'm imagining Patchy pushing this uh, cleaning drone like you hit one of those... Um, uh, the the ones with the sand at the bottom, the punching bags with the sand yeah. at the bottom, yeah, yeah. but they got the cloud face on the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah, they are like that. these like two armed <laughs> droids. They're not they're non sentient. They're just like worker drones, uh, mm -hmm. very much like built again, covered in Abadar a corporation uh, symbol symbology. Mm -hmm. uh, very like cobalt colors with oranges, and uh, a key is kind of embedded like a key, the symbol just for a key is on their chest. And yeah, Patchy is just like pushing it over and its little wheels are like spinning at the, the bottom of it. Okay. All right. So they're okay. Uh, do I... Uh, oh, shoot. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, like quickly like do a scan and see if I see uh, like any other like Yosoki kids or uh, if I can like move in one direction and see if the smell gets stronger. Uh, the smell is... Because you're so close to, say, Teose and Teacher Quelch, it's coming from them. Hmm. 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 Okay. All right. That's cool. And Scrank is going to... Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, Patchy and Dupots are okay. And they don't look like they have anything going, like, any weapons on them right now, right? Uh, so no, they don't. Weapons are generally, like, locked up. Yeah. Uh, they don't okay. really keep those things out for, uh, a little isoki to get their little hands. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna get. Okay, uh, Scrank's gonna just uh, make himself a little bit more known and walk up uh, behind them, uh, behind uh, Teacher uh, Quelch, and just casually be like, "A lovely day we're having, Teacher Quelch." And curtsy, <laughs> lift his <laughs> lift his like leg fur up because he's got extra leg curtsy. <laughs> Teacher Quelch kind of looks and she's like, yes, uh, it's a lovely day. A uh, little, sorry. What was, what was your name? Scrank. It's, it's Crank. It's Crank. Scrank. I don't it's think we have Scrank in the record. Is that a little Scr nickname? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, we all got little nicknames. Yeah. It's a you all have little nicknames. We all little, Scrank kid. It's grandkid, right? Of course, of course. Grandkid, Teacher Quelch, you. I, we've talked plenty of times, Teacher Quelch, you. I'm. My, it, it's. Uh, we're we're dealing. We're dealing with some very uh, sensitive 
subjects right now. I'm sorry, my mind has just escaped me. Uh, is there anything I mm. can help you with, Scran Kid? Oh, uh, I, uh, no, I just wanted to say it was a lovely day that we were having. Hmm. Uh, how does, how, how, how would Scran address say? I don't think you have any relation. This is like a new. You probably know who they are. Their general direction. You probably heard from someone else. (laughs) Okay, I'll pick up my leg for a (laughs) kid. They don't fucking. They Uh don't notice whatsoever. (laughs) No. Okay. All right. Um. I'm gonna. Okay. Uh. Uh. God. All right. Uh. Is there. Uh. Anything on. Like, is there anything on Teacher Quelch's person that looks like vaguely newer, different than what I've ever seen before? Probably not. Probably the the thing that you would have noticed for sure is that uh, Seiteosi is now operating just on two of their terminals. And they had laid down the third terminal off to the side, mm-hmm. kind of out of sight, out of mind, as they're both focusing on some other topic. But Teacher Quelch, standard black uh, suit that they wear, nothing okay. really. They kind of look, they kind of always look the same. They dress the same. They do their yeah. hair the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wonderful. It's But the that third tablet is, is it how far away is it from Skrank in this moment? Skrank could probably easily get it if uh, if Skrank wanted. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Skrank will just be like uh, it's eyeing that tablet, uh, but not eyeing the tablet. Notices the tablet, does not make a scene about it. <laughs> uh, and then Skrink is just going to be like, oh, oh boy, well, I'm so sorry. You are so uh, gosh, just caught up in that. Uh, I'll let you be. You guys just keep at it. This was a great conversation. Have a good day, mm-hmm. Skrank kids. You should go Thanks outside, so I think. Absolutely, I will do that. And uh, Skrink's gonna wave and then start to walk away. And then can Skrink maybe just like after they turn away, snatch that tablet, put him in a cheek pouch? Oh, the cheek pouch! I for- I legit forgot about the cheek pouch. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, How big is the tablet? Is it less than ten pounds? Oh, I, if so, I can fit it in my cheeks. Yeah, so much less, so much. I think I think you're a child, maybe like five pounds. <laughs> but, I, but big, big cheeks, big, big cheeks. cheeks, big Tiny baby little cheeks. button nose, big baby cheeks, exactly. <laughs> big baby rat cheeks. Yeah, you you hoarded away uh, into your cheek pouch. Legit, I forgot all about that. That's so good. Um, <laughs> and you kind of head down you see Dupots is like puts the terminal back and you see this staticky kind of space image of the station slowly spinning and then you see this like wavy font kind of come up dream station and it's like some infomercial for this vacation spot somewhere else in the in the packed worlds and it's Dupots looks up hey I did it I got it yeah all right, Patchy. What'd you do? Put him, put him back up. I don't know. This 
dreams they they have the weirdest commercials so i just it's fun to it's fun to mess with it's fun to mess with the terminals and have them all display this because they it takes them days to figure out how to reverse it so <laughs> so sorry you're gonna make them all display a commercial for a vacation spot they're like, weird commercials that... it's strange what's weird about them oh, i don't know they're just weird they sometimes they they're not always the same. Sometimes they're different. Sometimes people think there's messages being sent out. I don't know. It's, you got to read up, Scrank. You got to read up on these things. Patchy, do you think... Oh, sorry, not Patchy. Dupas, do you think there are messages being displayed in these Yeah, I write down every commercial that I watch these for hours at night. My. And I write down everything that happens. Dude, I did not think I agreed with Teacher Quelch about anything, but we do need to get outside. Come on. <laughs> this is bad for us. Uh, as you say that, you hear... Oh, sorry. I should have said all of that with a muffled voice because I still got the thing in my mouth. Right? I think you can, I think I you can talk. Uh, I just put it off to one side of my cheek. Oh, I'm imagining a full tablet on the inside of my <laughs> cheek. <laughs> I mean, more or less, right? That is it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as you all uh, begin to make your way outside, you hear... And everything starts to vibrate around you. Slowly at first, but then... More violently. However, this is something you are very used to. This is a somewhat regular thing here in these parts. This is always a sign that the ship known as the Patchwork Nine, an augmented pirate's vessel, captained by Coil Time Bomb, a somewhat older augmented Isoki with a wildly unhinged personality. Uh, the Patchwork Nine makes fairly regular stops to the orphanage as they transport goods needed by Abadar Corporation for coin and trade of technology and, and stuff like that. Du- Dupont's face snaps towards you. Is this is this what I think it is? I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> Patchy's like, oh, I'm going to fight Yearn. No, you're not gonna fight your. I'm, I'm gonna fight your. <laughs> you're gonna get your butt kicked if you try to fight your I only lost Yern's, last time because Yern cheated. Yern is Yern did not cheat. Yern is eight feet tall. We yeah. are not that big. I it is okay. Just accept, accept who we you are. You can't take Patchy. him, Patchy. You just can't. You can't take him. He's you made of not. metal. Half of his body is metal. All right, Patchy, you cannot fight urine and Dupont, you need to go outside. Let's. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys head outside. And I think um, what we see is like this huge, again, Patchwork 9, very. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say before, um, uh, before we head outside, can I uh, just like dip back uh, real quick into my bedroom to scurry back to the bedroom real fast yeah. and grab like a uh, one of my trinkets that I have been working on like mm. fixing up oh. uh, it's a um, it's a compass um, it's a 3D compass yeah <laughs> you know an X, a Y, and a Z axis of course is that? Yeah. Yep. an X, Y, and a Z axis mm-hmm. um, 
and it uh, helps you uh, tell like your position in the universe relative to other planets. Uh, And this is something that I was messing with that I had picked up some pieces from and it was just kind of, and I wanted to um, grab it just in case I could like, I don't know. I know these, I know these pirates are interested in things and maybe I could just like, I don't know. Maybe he attempt them. And he'd be like, "Look at what I did!" And that would be fun. I could show off a little bit. Anyway, I'm gonna grab it, put it in my cheek. <laughs> also in the cheek pouch. <laughs> Everything's in the cheek. Well, I wasn't um, gonna carry it in my hands. I'm not a sucker. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, it's fair. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, you go back and grab that. Do pots and patchy kind of head on a little bit ahead of you as you head outside. The huge ship is slowly settling above the lake there's this massive walkway that kind of goes out from like you know the the shore kind of at the bottom of the path here from the orphanage straight to where the ship would dock um this is kind of where in general all the ships dock but you know for a fact that this particular ship is on a pretty frequent rotation uh you've at first, it took you a while to figure it out, but you noticed a pattern. Because Versys doesn't have a day-night cycle, uh, there is a day-night cycle inside the orphanage. The windows, you know, tint when it's supposed to be nighttime. Uh, but again, it's a permanent sunset outside. The The sky is just streaks of pink and orange as the clouds kind of expand across the entire horizon. The mountains are kind of like dusky uh the dusky side of the mountains kind of contrasting against the bright pink skies uh and the ship kind of just settles in with the glow kind of illuminating the the water beneath the ship yeah you guys uh sorry the whole point of me saying all that was that you have um figured out the schedule of the patchwork and how frequently uh they arrive and they're very rarely not on time. Uh, and they usually stick around for a few days uh, before they take off again. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, you see the, the ship is settled in as you make your way outside. And a bunch of the Isoki kids are already like the the waves from the engines of the ships. Uh, uh, sorry, the engines of the ships are causing these like massive waves and you see a bunch of isoki like run out and then get completely destroyed by the waves. yeah we're all getting knocked back in the waves 100 percent skrank is uh just scurrying their little way up the uh, uh up to the beach to just get absolutely knocked by the waves oh like completely uh for like uh forgetting about the fact that they have technology in their mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i feel like but you like, keep it like somewhat watertight uh, relatively yeah. yeah i mean there's already like a whole bunch of rats <laughs> alive in there it's cute but it's fine it's watertight, it's fine. <laughs> watertight uh yeah you all mouth. are like patchy does this thing where he like picks you up and just chucks you and then pit, picks dupots up and dupots like no 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 and chucks dupots now yes. yeah and squeak is like Narnia, but not for Narnia. not for Narnia, definitely not, not for Narnia. Narnia, but absolutely gonna uh, uh scream for mercies as he flies into the ocean <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, underwater breaks the yeah. surface. Adorable. Uh, <laughs> you see, uh, as you like swim back, you see Yern Yernson, uh, this eight foot tall bear folk that we had previously uh, offhand mentioned. Massive steel arms, augmented arms for the augmented pirate. Uh, this is the first mate of the augmented pirates. Just sitting at a little table that's near the lake, uh, has a little cup of tea that he's just like, mm, mm. lays it down and kind of just like smiles at all the Isoki playing in the the waves of the engines. Skrink is gonna shout from the uh, waves, like in between, like getting knocked underneath of the waves. Yarn, Patches, Patch is gonna try to fight. <laughs> Patchy Patchy picks you up and chucks you even further. <laughs> Patchy's gonna see you. You see, Yearn. Um, Yearn like puts up, like like has this like really hearty like oh, 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 and then like raises an arm and cracks the side of the table off that he's sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> you see Patchy, like, Patchy never looks anything except stern, but Patchy's eyes go, like... <laughs> Just a little I, I don't think... <laughs> I'm not feeling good. I don't know if I could fight Yern today. Mm. Yern, Patchy's a killer! <laughs> <laughs> Patchy skims you across the water. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Yeah, we're fighting. Oh, Patchy and I are wrestling in the water. It's adorable because Skrink is so much smaller than Patchy and will lose, but has that scrap and moxie and thus will attempt to, to uh, get on top of uh, Patchy's back and, like, do the thing where he like grabs on behind him and tries yeah. to force him under the water, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> so it's essentially just a backpack on uh, Patchy. I love that. I think uh, what happens is the rest of the kind of evening, uh, again, it doesn't change outside, but the rest of the evening kind of goes by. A lot of the Isoki kids are completely tuckered out from playing in the the waves because again it's a kind of a calm lake the planet doesn't move uh and there's no real ocean movement so there's no real wind usually so there are never waves to to play on the lake so i think everyone kind of tuckered themselves out uh and there's like a scene of you and patchy and dupots talking with yearn uh, at this now half cracked off table uh, that he's he's sitting at, and you're like showing him the the 3D thing you made, and Yearn is like nodding and like pointing at it, like really like really impressed, like oh yeah, that's oh that's good work, oh that's really impressive, little guy. Oh, I think uh, thanks. I wouldn't show it to Coil. Coil will somehow find a way to turn it into some kind of bomb, uh, but. You know, that's... Well, I'm impressed. I gotta be honest, you're... That's what I was hoping for. I'm really impressed, kid. Like, oh, no, that I was hoping that Coil would turn it into some kind of bomb. I was really hoping... Oh, you want Honestly, Co- I was thinking, like, maybe it could be a grenade. But also... <laughs> grenade? You're like, way too small to have a grenade. I am not! <laughs> he picks you up by, He's like... Gonna... <laughs> literally just, like... <laughs> the tail. <laughs> No, you're I'm way too you're small. Way, I haven't heard it. I'm not too you're small. You're way too small. You're way too small. I'm so big. No, you're way too small. Just put me down. <laughs> he puts you down. Uh, and I think the rest on of the... On the table, on top of the table. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, the the night goes by. Uh, you all have like a, a very fun little time. Uh, you all kind of settle in for the night. Uh, Dupots and Patchy, uh, they share a room. So they, you know, they head off to their little hallway and you hop up on your little bed and you see the, the window kind of tints uh, a darker color, kind of making it look like it is night outside. And you see like little fake stars kind of glimmer, uh, but you can still see the ship uh, and everything outside and the amber, soft amber lights and light up in the windows and uh, like little flashing lights and all kinds of things blinking and moving on the the patchwork ship. I wanted to do a cute little like Scrank like grabbing just he uh Scrank sleeps in the middle of the pillow honestly <laughs> that's <laughs> he's got uh one of the other kids uh socks that he puts as a sleeping bag <laughs> and he just puts it up and all, all over him and he's scrank and just nuzzled up in the center of the pillow and he's obviously oh uh taking the uh big tablet thing out of his cheek and uh, shoves it underneath of him inside of the pillowcase and then is like uh, laying there at night and just kind of like spinning the compass that he made around and looking at like so the compass shows like where you are in relation to the other planets right so it just kind of like as you spin it stays like upright I guess it's like the inviting and so he's just kind of spinning and watching it like watching the outside of it spin as the inside stays and it's just like a really peaceful little like moment where he's just messing with his thing and and his glasses are down and plates um yeah the terminal that you took uh lights lights up right not called a tablet uh it could be a tablet. Uh, actually, no, 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 I'll call it a terminal. I think I, I refer to it as like a prism device. So it's like this crystalline blue tint glass that just has things. It's sci-fi. It's the future. The device lights up as you're kind of inspecting this little uh, 3D, three-dimensional compass that you've you've been tinkering with that has impressed Yern Yernson, uh, the bear folk. And... Um, it just lights up the entire room with how bright the tablet is and it kind of shocks oh, no. you and as you grab it you see uh, bold text Operation Cyberheart and you see a bunch of writing in a language that you, you don't really understand uh, but the tablet you swipe up and you just see a bunch of information about Isoki about young Isoki all kinds of experiments that are being conducted into introducing augmentation early into youths and using this to instill a loyalty and a reverence to Abadar Corporation while also fueling the technological ideas behind it all to sell to other uh, corporations for profit. And you see an update come in you see a few different things pinging now that the terminal is on uh one is that it's a report in the common galactic common that it's mentioned the entire orphanage will eventually be converted into a lab specifically for this process and you see another ping that 
there is currently an operation in progress. <laughs> Scrape's uh, scra- scra- gonna leap up, uh, drop the uh, uh, the um, compass on the on to the bed and go like, oh, sh- rats! And then <laughs> grab it quickly before it falls on the floor and grab the terminal and um, uh, just kind of like hyperventilate for like one second. <laughs> and um, then he's gonna um, uh, scoot himself out of that little sock that he was sleeping in <laughs> and, um, and put both things into his mouth and, you know, watertight <laughs> seal so that none of the light can get out, hopefully, as much as it, as, as much uh, as it can. It's got like I an mean, off, I mean, there's like a little, I mean, you, uh, Scrank is pretty good with technology. There's like a little uh, interface button that you can press that shuts uh, shuts it off. Mm. Oh, before I do that, can I'm going to take the terminal out and... Um, is there uh, any? Is there anything on it that would be like a locator for the terminal, like that somebody else could use to like ping where the terminal is? Oh yeah, yeah. You you know where to access that as well. And as you're turning that off, uh, you see a kind. You are going through just different options trying to find where this is hidden, uh, where the yeah. settings are, and you come across a message saying that the augmented pirates are extremely unhappy with this current trade negotiation that's occurring and that they're not accepting the payment for the devices that they're delivering to the Abadar Corporation-sponsored orphanage. Huh. They're not accepting... They're not accepting the payment that... The payment is too low... For the the gist is that the payment that they're supposed to get is way lower than what they were expecting or had previously agreed to. So they're extremely pissed off about the trade negotiations. Mm. Uh, the whole point of them being here. <gasps> oh no, they're gonna. Oh no, they're gonna head out. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. Okay. So I know. Okay, so I have a hunch that that probably means they're gonna uh, uh, leave soon if they're unhappy uh, with the trade negotiation. Uh, I also know that there are two other uh, of these tablets with uh, Welch and Say, um, or I guess just with Say. Can I see where those tablets are? Like, is there a way for me to? Me doing like a. Yeah, I think. Um... Can I ping them? <laughs> I, I, I think the trade-off find my phone on the <laughs> yeah yeah i think the trade-off of doing that is like to ping it you need to alert that you're looking for you know it's like sending ah, a signal from this device to be like this other device is trying to find your location you know what i mean that kind of thing all right okay i won't do that then but maybe i'll just can i just turn it off so that they can't yeah. find this device yeah, yeah, easily yeah. easily okay. done to turn 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 all those right. settings also off. just gonna like turn the volume down vibrate settings off for this <laughs> terminal <laughs> it's on silent okay no um, notifications are <laughs> what is crank doing popping it in my mouth and <laughs> i'm gonna um also pop the that compass in my mouth um just sweet little cheeks a full to bursting and Scrank is going to uh run to scurry 
to um, the bedroom that has um, Patchy and Dupots in it. Yeah. And Scrinch just <laughs> scurrying yeah. through the halls. You scurry through the halls. There's no one really. There's a few cleaning droids that are that are kind of around. Uh, as you hit the button outside of Patchy and Dupots' room. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I mean, the whole time I'm I'm sniffing the whole time. We're yeah. sniffing. Yeah, I mean, you still get this smell of fear, um, more f- a, f- a fresher scent of fear uh, is hitting Skrank's little nose at this point. You hit the button, and you see Patchy sit up. Skrank, Skrank, it's. We're trying to sleep, Skrank. We gotta go, Patchy. This something bad is happening, and I'm gonna spit that terminal out. Gross. Was that in there the whole time? We were outside in the water. (laughs) I was. It was watertight. You nod. My cheek pouches work. They're watertight. I don't want to touch it. (laughs) Look, and Skrank is gonna try to show Uh, them the. Can you just um, wait? Where's Dewpots? Dewpots, and he, he throws a pillow to the other side of the room, and it hits an empty bed. Patchy? Dewpots? Where's Dewpots? Dewpots was here when we went to sleep. They had their their things were on that table, and their posters were on the wall, and their they were writing about, they were watching the commercial on the terminal and writing out mm. the script that was being read from that uh, the room looks. When did you did you go to did you go to sleep? Were they here when you went to sleep? I was was who here? I was just, I was just you woke me up. I was just oh, asleep. Was Dupots here when you went to sleep, Patchy? Yeah, I just told you Dupots was on the bed writing. Did he did du did did Dupots move to a different room? Maybe. Uh, okay, Scrink's just gonna. Uh, start tearing up Dupots's like bed and is there anything left any uh, evidence left of Dupots I think Skrank probably finds t- like not not on purpose but like the notebook that Dupots was making all of the uh, all of her strange notes in um just kind of was wedged between the bed frame and the wall but, mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen this room a thousand times. And, like, Patchy doesn't have too many things. But DuPont's side was covered in all kinds of uh, everything. Tech stuff that was ripped apart. And, like, wires and all kinds of, like, little tools everywhere. But the room looks... That side of the room looks like it's fresh, cleaned out. Kind of like how your side that you once shared, uh, how it looks now. Oh, Oh, patchy. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, that, so I, I'm going to grab that notebook and, um, patchy I'm like just is like, sitting up now and like has this stern look of worry, just like this serious, like, okay, I'm awake and now something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to flip to the very last page that's filled out in that notebook. And is there anything of interest on that very last page? Uh, it just, is talking about how Dream Station is a lovely place to vacation for the rich and the elite, for the common folk where you can 
chase your wildest dreams. Okay. I'm going to press my nose into it. What does it smell like? <laughs> it smells like longing and curiosity and wonder. And the last page, the last line is anything is possible at Dream Station. It's the last uh, line that Dupots wrote into the book. What is this? Okay. Um, Hadji's like, we sh- I'm gonna close the- should we ask somebody what's... Should we go get Quelch? Should we go... Should we go get Quelch? I don't trust them. Um, oh, what should we do? We gotta find... We gotta find Dupots. We gotta find Dupots. Well, uh, let's go find Dupots. We gotta find Dupots and we gotta get out of here because, uh, Patchy, they're experimenting on Yusoki Youth. I think maybe that's what happened to my old roommate is, uh, they're... they're putting these uh, uh, this technology into into uh, us and they're trying to use us as a factory to to build loyalty into the avatar it's in it's horrific look and I'm gonna shove the terminal yeah <laughs> uh, Patrick grabs it and like is looking at you and you've opened up like some of the main points Patrick's like oh, yeah. we should we should we should we should go we gotta go we gotta get Dupots and we gotta get out of here right now, Patchy. You hear kind of this loud uh, announcement, not from anywhere nearby, not from the built-in speakers that are kind of lining the whole facility, but you hear, this is Captain Coyle Time Bomb. If you do not give us what we require, we will open fire on this orphanage. We will leave no survivors until we get paid. And you hear like a, and everything starts shaking around you. Patches like, oh, they're, uh, uh, are they going to fire on the orphanage? I don't we gotta, think genuinely don't. Know. We got Patchy like, and then you hear as lights, red and orange lights, start going off inside of the orphanage. You hear like all kinds of hissing and noise and you see other isoki like kind of like wandering out into the hallways are filled with like little mice babies that are just like going wild and like scampering over one another and trying to figure out what's going on oh truly are all just little mice babies at heart uh patchy like runs out into the hallway uh, uh scrank what are what are we doing if the and you see these like droids you've never seen before that are instead of hands they have pistols same abadar corporation colors but they're like you see a couple that have like large uh like these like they're meant to grapple and hold on to things also heading out towards the main entrance going out through halls you see these cupboards kind of opening up and closing as the droids are just like again yeah just coming out of the walls and heading towards the main entrance this seems like some kind of defensive measure uh that's happening do i know where about teacher quelch's quarters are um i don't i think that wing would be closed off and under pretty heavy security okay Hmm. anything is possible at dream station 
Uh, okay, Patchy. I mean, we uh, we gotta we uh, like we gotta find Dupots and we gotta get out of here, right? So, um, um, maybe maybe Dupots already went out. I, maybe they uh, already got away. Maybe they knew this was happening. Uh, maybe it was something. Maybe they they figured something out in the uh, the commercials that they were always watching. Yeah, maybe they packed up. But that would be weird, right? That would be really weird if they packed up all their stuff and then left without talking to you, right? That's not probably what happened. Well, maybe they didn't like me anymore. Patchy. <laughs> oh, now is not the time for this. Well, they might. Um, well, well, sorry, they might have. Maybe they got on the ship already. Maybe they already okay. left on the ship. Can I like smell um, like any trail of uh, Dupots? Like, is there had, a scent trail? You had smelled a fear trail as you were heading down this hallway towards the room, heading in the opposite direction. But right. now it's all of the all of the other Isoki. All the droids. Yeah, all the other Isoki Ooh. children are just fear is everywhere. It's it's. Okay. I mean, can I head in the opposite direction, I guess, towards where that fear trail was going? I Yeah, it's kind of a tunnel where, uh, not a tunnel, but all of the Soki are heading in this direction. It's just the opposite direction that you went down this hallway towards the oh. exit, toward, or towards the main thoroughfare. Uh, and you see, like, Nolat, uh, the Vesk custodian, is standing there. All children go to the thoroughfare leave the facility and he's just like doing this wave and pointing as all the isoki are like yeah 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 and like a just a true wave if little isoki are running out you and patchy like grabs you like holds on not grabs you but like holds on to you we're not we shouldn't get separated uh, scrank i'm gonna tie our tails together you tie your tails together <laughs> very cute uh and you both are like heading down with the the wave of everyone you see Teacher Quelch standing in front of blast doors that previously headed further into the orphanage where all of the, where the, um, where you eat breakfast, where the mess is, where, you, where all the classrooms are, where the offices are, massive blast doors. Quelch is standing with her arms crossed. Uh, just like, and anytime an Isoki pro, uh, approaches, they just point leave the facility you all must leave the facility you'll find small ships outside awaiting all of you please leave the facility wait at your designated area we have practiced this every week please wait outside the facility patchy's like we should maybe we should all maybe there maybe do pots is outside uh uh teacher quelch teacher quelch grandkid we don't we do not have time grandkid but I, but Dupots is missing. Dupots is missing. I'm sure Dupots is outside with everyone else, grandkid. No, all of Dupots' stuff is gone, Teacher Quelch. If Dupots' stuff is gone, that just means they were probably relocated to a different bedroom. Please leave the facility, grandkid. <laughs> we do not have time for this, grandkid. <laughs> Patchy, like grabs you and starts like dragging you back we've got to we've got we should we should go 
Okay. All right. I As guess I'll like, go. Huddle, uh, you both are huddled and like following the crowd into Patchy's. Mm-hmm. Like, you said they're. Tar- you said they're going to experiment on all of us. I think they're going to experiment on. I think yes. I think they're going to experiment on all of us. I think they're going to turn us all into uh, mindlessly loyal subjects of Abadar Corporation. I, I think we're not going to have any agency left, and we'll never be able to get into mischief again. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get on the escape pods, Skrink. The ship. What if? The augmented ship. It's the escape pods or the ship, right? You hear a loud announcement again, but now you're outside. It echoes over everything. That was your final warning. This is Coiled Time Bomb. We are opening fire. And you see this laser. (laughs) Fires crashes into a mountainside. Huge boulders are uh, falling down. You see all these attack droids. You see a bunch of uh, augmented soldiers on this huge pier, like running down and like getting cover, like shooting back at the droids. It's like a firefight that's broken out in the giant ship, the uh, the Patchwork Nine. It has massive layers, uh, massive lasers that are firing off at the orphanage. You see, like the orphanage has shields that are like blocking it from direct attack, but. Uh, the mountain behind the orphanage is getting impacted by these lasers and rocks are exploding everywhere and you see like a grenade flying by you and like explodes nearby <laughs> Patchy like looks at you scared Scrank what are we Scrank uh, c- come on uh, and I'm gonna uh, uh, like grab Patchy I'm gonna grab Patchy super tight our tails are this is nice solid square knot we've got going on and um we're gonna. I'm gonna try to uh, scurry through the crowd towards the ship. I guess. My God, where is Dupots? You and Patchy make a mad dash towards this very large walkway. You see these like large grabber droids uh, tackling augmented pirates, and you see the shooter droids like firing off in the direction that you you're all heading. As you you two are fairly, and Patchy's a little bit uh, larger, but you two are like weaving in and out of all of these droids. Mm-hmm. You see an augmented pirate running towards both of you, but leaps over your heads and tackles like this droid that was like <laughs> and you both like an explosion goes by and a bunch of crates fall over and you guys squeeze <laughs> underneath the crates and make uh, start running down this walkway. Lasers are flying over your heads in both directions as you dash between the crates. Multiple explosions cause you both to like dive for cover, narrowly avoiding a rocket that whizzes past both of your heads and explodes on the other side. This is terrifying. You're about halfway. No, you're you're almost at the Patchwork Nine. You see these large loading bay doors and this or, uh, these orange amber lights are flashing on the loading bay doors. They're slowly closing, and you hear the engines pick up on the Patchwork Nine as the waves begin to get bigger and bigger and bigger. The doors are... And you hear behind you... As you and Patchy look back over your shoulders, and a wave of these grabber droids are heading down the walkway towards you and towards the ship. Patchy looks over his shoulder and looks back at you. Run! 
Uh, I, uh, I'm gonna uh, do do my absolute best to like uh, d- like Patchy and I'm dra- like Patchy and I are grabbing each other and <laughs> trying to <laughs> run as fast as we can. Um, I'm like. Gr- Throwing grease on both of us, <laughs> and sliding like sl- sliding as best as we can towards the ship to do anything we can to be faster. Oh god! Your little legs are moving as quick as these tiny little legs can possibly move, but the <laughs> behind you is getting closer and closer and closer, faster than both of you can move. Ahead of you, the doors are almost closed. You're so close to making it. Patchy looks at you with a glance of sorrow that you were so close. You both, you almost made it. You were almost free. Free to just live how you want to live, however you wish. A wash of pain and sorrow sweeps over Patchy's face. Disappointment that can only be found when you fail so close to the finish line. In this split second of a moment, Skrank looks back at Patchy's heartbroken face. What is Skrank feeling in this this dire moment as the droids are almost upon you? Skrank is terrified to their core. I think Skrank feels that Skrank knows what that moment feels like right before that moment right before something horrible happens. They've felt that before and Skrank absolutely feels that now. Just like the shivering in their body their heart racing faster than it already does because again they're very tiny mice they have a very fast resting heartbeat but uh, in this moment yeah their tiny little chest is just pounding and that's the only that's the only sound that they hear right everything else sort of goes quiet and it's just this like pounding in their chest and they freeze absolutely frozen with fear and just lock eyes with uh, Patchy and are essentially going to like beg them to to keep running we only have one option we have to keep running uh, you look up at Patch uh, at Patchy with this this look on your face, and you can see over Patchy's shoulders the huge droids are only a few, maybe ten feet back as they're quickly making their way towards you. Patchy smiles, a large, uncharacteristic smile, and lets out a. <laughs> it almost knocks you back with how surprising it was, Patchy smiles at you Skrank I'm I've got to go back I'm going to f- I'm going to find Dupots and and we'll we'll find we'll find you out we'll find you out there out out amongst Patchy. amongst amongst the stars right Patchy don't no Patchy don't leave me Skrank anything's possible at dream station right the look of sorrow graces his face for an instant before he gives you a huge smile. Skrank, live for us and live for me and Dupots. And he grabs you with his large hands, p- 
pulls the tails don't apart. You, don't you dare! Throws don't. you harder than he's ever thrown you. You fly <laughs> as the droids close in and grab Patchy. You land with a hard thud and roll into the closing loading bay doors. You quickly jump onto your feet, running towards these doors that are almost closed. And you see Patchy smiling as the doors close. And you feel the Patchwork 9 begin to take off from the station. I'm going to... I'm beating at the doors. <laughs> I'm going to keep beating my tiny little fist at these doors. <laughs> if the ship leaves. Um... Mm-hmm. Skrink is going to feel right. Skrink feels the ship kind of lift up and he's just going to sink down with his little back against these massive doors and he's going to tuck his little tail underneath of him and get really small. He's just going to quietly sit and feel just how alone and tiny he is. And this tiny... This... The 3D compass rolls out onto the floor as you're settling in and you see it always pointing the same direction but a small blip where you had previously set it as home as it's getting further and further and further away until it's no longer within the sphere that you've made as the patchwork nine leaves for seas with a little Isoki on board that previously wasn't a part of that crew and I think we find ourselves weeks Months, years later. Aboard the Patchwork 10. It's had a lot of work done. <laughs> Truly <Ooh>. patchwork. <laughs> pat- patches are earning their keep, okay? <laughs> the Patchwork 10 vessel of the augmented pirate Skrank, you were sent down to the engine room to look for a possible faulty signal regarding some energy feedback loop within the new drift engine that was installed on the vessel. You've become very handy with technology and you hold your own amongst the crew. Uh, You still can't take urine in any way, shape, or form, but, you know, you try your best. Um, You look at this engine and you think you have a pretty good... uh, idea of what's going on here uh everything everything seems fine you're uh supposed to deal with this feedback loop so you just pull a cable and the system's like oh they go into the green job done perfect (laughs) and then i did it alarms start blaring all throughout the ship everything on the terminal on the engines that you're looking at begin casting red lights uh, or uh, begin beeping red lights at you as overhead red lights go off you know a feedback loop within a drift engine is really truly a catastrophic situation 
You hear Coil's voice ring through the PA, demanding as many hands as possible to... You hear an explosion. The entire ship begins to shake. An entire wall on the opposite side of the vessel is ripped away. And it looks like a small black hole has formed and is tearing the ship apart piece by piece. Your magnetic locks... Sorry, your magnetic locks on your boots engage. You know you're close enough to the escape bay that you could probably make a run for it. And the final scene I think we have of Skrank is them on this escape pod, sailing through the void. Their system's pulsing out a mayday request every few minutes, hoping to catch a ship passing by, hoping that anyone will see a small emergency pod drifting out in the vast... And I think maybe that's where we'll end our little prelude situation. (laughs) A little prelude episode. (laughs) (laughs) Little Skrank. Little Skrank. Slightly bigger Skrank. Now the size of a toddler. I don't know. (laughs) I think Skrank is a solid, you know, they hit the peak three feet that they're going (laughs) to that they're going to reach. Did they? Okay. <laughs> Skrink's puberty is over. Yeah, no. yeah. This is years. Years have passed, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, rap puberty happened. So, like, uh, age 13, I what, think, anyway. So, Final moments of Skrink in this situation. It's been a few... It's been a good few years, but now yeah. you're not on the... The ship in the distance is being, like, pulled apart. What are, what are the final moments... Or, yeah. not sorry. What are the thoughts you, uh, that Skrink is having as... Uh, he's kind of drifting alone out here. Or they're, sorry, they're yeah. drifting alone? I, I might have... Alright. Yeah. Keep a pronouns for we'll, Skrank. Okay, okay, we'll figure it out. We <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. Skrank, you know what? Truly, Skrank will figure it out, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Skrank, Skrank will come to terms with that on, on, on their own time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, right, so you see uh, Skrank has gotten bigger slightly, but still not... Like, you know, I mean, he's in different pants now, but he's still got his old uh, handkerchief from (laughs) and he's and he's, uh, you know, got it up over his nose because he uh, is cool. (laughs) Um, He's a pirate. He's a pirate now. Right. And so he hides his face so no one can recognize him. Mm. Um, And uh, and Skrink's um, kind of like. Uh, hunched up over the console in this um, escape pod, just like eyes out onto the universe in front of him. Um, And there's a piece of him uh, that feels capable, right? That feels like, yeah, I'm I got this. I'm gonna be okay. I I, I got this. Uh, And he's gonna take out that uh, compass that he's still got and start, you know, flipping around in his little, his rat talons and messing with that. Uh, And as he does that, I think he's also gonna feel this moment uh, and how similar it feels to that moment when he was, you know, alone before. Probably the last moment where he was left uh, alone. And just gonna sit uh, with that thought in his head of the of what Patchy said to him, right? 
Uh, and he's gonna lean over the console and look out over the stars and go, yeah, anything's possible at Dream Station. <laughs> Very fun. What a fun little session we had, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Katie, thank you so much for uh, joining me here on this little prelude session for Scrank. What a delight. What a little delight Scrank what a is. Lovely, yeah. What a little... this, oh my gosh. So... Scrank's the delight. <laughs> Truly. Dupot. Dupot Nims. Dupot's Nims. Dupot's Nib. Dupot's Nib. I will not pluralize it correctly. Dupot's Nib and Patchy were the, you know, just incredible. But uh, thank you, Justin. This was a, quite the experience. Hey. I well, wait, okay, wait, wait. Was the horoscope right? Oh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm probably pleased with those results. <laughs> I don't know. Did any stranger come up to you and tell you that you no. should be doing this? Or? No. I went to the bathroom. Uh, I didn't see anybody. I came back, you know. There was nobody there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame, Justin. Oh, man. Katie, uh, for the listeners, uh, is there anywhere they can find you? What do you feel? No, you don't <laughs> Absolutely exist. Absolutely <laughs> not. You can page me. Page. Okay. We're back to you the page. You can pager. page me. <laughs> But otherwise, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, amazing. Well, what a absolute delight that we had here with little Skrink. Uh, and this little moment in time of Skrink's history. Uh, and I'm sure this won't be the last that we touch into the past, into Skrink's memories. Uh, when we start up the vast uh, session one, hopefully soon. Uh, we've got some other preludes to record. Ooh, other Ooh. preludes. What what yeah, could those be? If you're listening to this in podcast form, you can probably just go look. It's probably the next episode. <laughs> it's gonna go ahead and be. Uh, it's gonna autoplay, honestly. Gonna so auto-play. you don't have to guess. It's it gonna autoplay. Auto-play. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for again katie for joining me here uh mm-hmm. what a, again justin for having me what a fun time uh i think i think that's it i think we're gonna good night everybody good night Bye. au revoir Bye. Bye. uh we did it that's it all right let me stop all the recordings <laughs> honestly i love the music though can we keep that going this is my new outro music i think yeah this will play when people are. This is the thank you screen. Thank you for watching. Uh, you know, this is what they'll So sorry. Should I know mm. Scrank's birthday? <laughs> no, just yours is fine, I'm sure. <laughs> having a full mental breakdown <laughs> but go right ahead you can start the podcast um, okay horoscopes <laughs> i just put in horoscope for today and clicked new york Times. i literally started typing scrapes horoscope <laughs> into google <laughs> like